Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. The heartbeat of Saskatchewan is agriculture, and 620CKRM is proud to be your source for everything ag. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with your host, Jim Smalley. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock, for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. Today, the latest crop reports, as most fields are rated fair to good. Agribition has a new CEO. The Canadian Cattle Association has a new general manager who comes from Saskatchewan. We have a feature interview with Ryder Lee, who moves from the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association to the Canadian Cattle Association. Real Agriculture looks at a crop diagnostic school. There's concern about rail capacity to move this fall's crop to market. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This is Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, your first and last stop for grain pricing and crop protection. And brought to you by Farm Fresh Water. They'll make your well water wonderful and your dugout drinkable. Get your Farm Fresh Water today at farmfreshwater.ca. The latest Saskatchewan crop reports as fields are advancing due to warm and rainy weather in many areas. Crops Extension Specialist Sarah Tetland says many crops are behind normal development due to excess moisture. So thanks to the warm weather this past week, crops have continued to progress. A lot of areas are behind their normal stage of development in the east, mainly due to that excess rain. And then in the western part of the province, those dry conditions have slowed down crop development. But overall, in this past week, things have been growing well. And how are crops rated? So throughout the province, crops are typically rated as fair to good in condition. Kind of depends on where the rain was received. Some farmers are saying that the crops look excellent, but areas that have been drowned out or haven't received enough rain are more in that fair to good condition. And how far are crops behind normal development? So depends on the part of the province. Parts of the eastern regions have been stating that crops are about two weeks behind their normal development stage. Provincially, 64% of the fall cereals, 58% of the spring cereals, 51% of the oilseed crops, and 72% of the pulse crops are at their normal stage of development for this time of year. So western Saskatchewan needs more rain. Which areas had rain this past week? Kind of sporadic throughout the province. All parts of the province did receive rain, but a lot of it was spotty, and a lot of farmers stated that there was heavy rainfalls that resulted in flooding and hail. So kind of varied throughout the province, ranging from no rain in some areas to 89 millimeters in the bean fame area. So what were the main causes of crop loss this past week? So it depends on what part of the province you're looking in, but most of the crop damage this past week was due to extremely dry conditions, mainly in that west-central, southwest parts of the province. 
as well as continued damage from grasshoppers and gophers. And then due to those kind of thunderstorms and sporadic rain showers, there was damage caused by flooding and hail, which resulted in lodging as well as strong winds. So tell me a little bit about the topsoil moisture rating. So throughout the province, topsoil moisture has remained uh, relatively stable. Cropland topsoil moisture is currently rated as 4% surplus, 69% adequate, 23% short, and 4% very short. And then hay and pasture land is rated as 5% surplus, 68% adequate, 22% short, and 5% very short. What's the haying progress? So haying has slowly continued throughout the province with some livestock producers just starting now. There has been some delayed haying starting just because of those rainfalls. But livestock producers currently have 16% of the hay crop cut and 8% of the hay crop being baled or put into silage already. And yields? So the hay yield kind of varies throughout the province. The quality is looking at a 19% excellent, 62% good, 17% fair, and 2% poor. Areas that have received good moisture throughout the growing season are saying that their hay, land, and pasture is looking quite well. But those drier areas of the province are saying they've seen reductions in yield in their hay growth. Sarah Tetlin compiled this week's crop report for the Saskatchewan Ministry of Agriculture. Canadian Western Agribition has announced a new CEO, Sean Kindop, who takes over his job August 2nd. Kindop moves from Regina Exhibition Association, where he leads the Corporate Partnerships and Sales Department. Prior to working at Regina Exhibition Association, Kindop was at the Regina Pats Hockey Club. He replaces Chris Lane at Agribition, who went to Regina Economic Development earlier this year. Canadian Western Agribition runs November 28th to December 3rd in Regina and is the largest livestock show in Canada. Back to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and your Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton and Strasburg. The Chief Executive Officer of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association has been named the new General Manager of the Canadian Cattle Association. Ryder Lee sees one of the key issues right now that producers are facing is the pricing disparity between farm gate and store shelf. That's for beef. There's an opportunity there to, to help the organization. And, and the way I view that is that helps cattle producers in Saskatchewan and hopefully across the country. And that's, that's where I started in this industry was working for the National Association. So it's neat to, to come full circle. Yes, you worked for the Canadian Cattle Association back from, what, 2005 to 2015. In, in what capacity? Well, I was based in Ottawa at that time. So, you know, it kind of evolved from, from a policy analyst to, uh, I think, when I left, I was the manager of federal provincial relations. So just working on, you know, making sure the, the messages that we needed to get heard in Ottawa were getting heard, but also helping develop you know, policy and, and those messages and, and making sure there was a connection between the provincial groups and that national group. For the Canadian Cattle Association, what do you see as some of the key issues? Well, there's there's a long list and, and you know, the big one that people are talking about is, you know, what are what are prices for cattle right now and what share of that is getting to primary producers and you know, we need to work on that and, and Hopefully, we can do what we can do to alleviate that in a way that, that doesn't do harm 
and and gets us back to where you know everybody along the value chain is is making out all right. Yeah, the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association has called for a government, federal or provincial, to do an investigation into pricing. Care to comment? Well, we're all seized with that. And, you know, like I said, the, the trick is hopefully not doing something in a way that's harmful, you know. You know, the U.S. is going in a way that they're, they're working on bills that are, are mandating how somebody can sell their cattle. And, uh, you know, when you take aim at, say, somebody the way, the way packers are buying cattle, you got to be careful you're not also telling people who are selling their cattle, you know, they're a part of those transactions too. And, and are you going to take away a tool that's been useful for them as well? So it's such a complex piece and it's not easy to just build, build more packing plants. is isn't something that looks like it's going to happen. So, so what can we do? is the, the trick and, and looking for solutions and answers as everybody is continuously. You see pricing though as the key issue right now? Well, there's so many, Jim, you know, right now, right now we're about five days away from the next policy framework, the next meeting of the, of the ministers in Saskatoon. And that's, that's huge. That sets out the, the policy framework for Canadian farmers and ranchers for the next five years. And, uh, how they, what they focus on, what the funding levels are, all of that is is the pending right now kind of question, and hopefully that will get to a spot that is growing that envelope, but also is focusing on on competitiveness and things that can can help producers survive the downs and and realize the ups of of what comes their way. Lee has been with the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association for seven years. Coming up, later in this broadcast, he discusses his hopes for improvements to federal provincial farm support programs. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamp's Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. We're at Crop Diagnostic School here at uh, Carmen, Manitoba, joined by John Hurd, Soil Fertility Specialist with Manitoba Agriculture. At least that was his title the last time I talked to you, John. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Quite the visual demonstration behind us here on what happens with nitrogen as it moves through the atmosphere after or through the environment after we apply it in the field. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, we've decided that people were bored to death of seeing the nitrogen cycle the way it's normally put together. So we have an actual uh, moving parts nitrogen cycle uh, that uh, we set up because really we need to lay the groundwork for uh, the, these dealing with nitrous oxide. And it's important to show the checks and balances. I'll just switch a, a knob. There, there are knobs here that control various losses and gains. And uh, some of these are practices that farmers can employ. But the big thing that we like to show is the leaky pipe. Uh, in the past, what we were concerned about is the nitrogen losses due to night into gas. This is agronomic, but the thing we gotta talk about are the things that are not agronomic, but environmental, that's the N2. And when I went to school, we didn't know that happened. Only with 
instrumentation, new instrumentation, do we have that? So the little bit of N2O gas that we lose through this leaky pipe, that's what you know, magnifies, we said here with 100 pounds of end breakers, like 460 pounds CO2 equivalent. So that all of a sudden puts a little bit of impetus on understanding how this works and how these knobs, uh, by using different practices, can slow down and and do a better job of controlling uh, nitrous oxide losses. Those knobs, depending on where they are, would be different types of nitrogen release inhibitors, slow inhibitors release ESN. Or practices like banding fertilizer or applying to soils that are cold and going to freeze in the fall, things like that. Because once it gets to this end as nitrate, then, you know, uh, denitrification and leaching, uh, they, they can happen. And uh, uh, there's not a lot we could do other than, you know, tile drainage or improved drainage, things like that. There's also this component behind me. This is the mineralization. This is what's tied up in the ground. That, that, this one's neat. This is the one no one understands. It's the black box. We should paint it black. Yeah. Uh, but yes, we like to show how uh, initially, you know, poorly managed nitrogen uh, can go into that pool to uh, uh, break down straw and stuff like that. And we say by uh, banding fertilizer, we can minimize the amount that's immobilized and, 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 and so not have that drain on things. But ultimately, straw breaks down and then we get mineralization. But we have to wait for that. And that's also where if we saw a reduction in fertilizer applied, we would be able to get by a few years probably with most crops. Uh, that's what the that, data right? shows us is that that kind of buffers uh, uh, things. Uh, and we have data. You know, Some people think the way we reach the, reach the 30% reduction is by only put on 70% fertilizer. And we see that that's a short-term approach. And data that worked pretty good for the first three years, and then the wheels fall off. So that's uh, uh, a very short-sighted, naive, non-nitrogen thinking way uh, of dealing with nitrous oxide. Okay. Ultimately, though, it comes back to that leaky pipe over there and, and yeah, 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 preventing that, the that, releases. It's only there. a pound per acre. Agronomically insignificant. I never cared about that until, well, two weeks ago when I actually got the formula and found out it's 460 pounds of CO2 equivalent. So now I care a bit more. And that's also what policymakers care about right now, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they're going to hold farmers' feet to the fire. Because th this loss here, this is six times greater than the emissions from the fertilizer companies making that nitrogen. Mm -hmm. Some people think that we're just going to punish the fertilizer companies. But no, they can pass those costs on to the farmers. Uh, uh, I think the farmers are, are, are going to deal with this. The good news is... We, we've already got management that does that. We, we've already got management up our sleeve that'll meet and surpass the target. It's your agri-weather forecast on The Source 620 CKRM. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devin at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Mainly cloudy today, 30% chance of showers and risk of a thunderstorm. Clearing this afternoon, wind southeast 20 becoming light this afternoon, the high 30, the low 17. 
Friday, partly cloudy, 30% chance of showers late in the afternoon. Tomorrow, risk of a thunderstorm, wind south 30. The high, it's going to be hotter tomorrow, 32. 60% chance of evening showers and a low of 15. Saturday, sunny and hotter again. The high, 34. The low, 15. Sunday, sunny. The high, 34. 30% chance of evening showers. Sunday, the low, 16. Monday, periods of rain with a high, 22. The low, 14. Tuesday, sunny. The high, 30. The low, 17. Wednesday, sunny. The high, 32. Normal high is 25. The normal low is 11 for this date. The sun rose at 5.03 this morning. It sets at 9.06 tonight. And around the province. The hot spot right now is Coronac at 28 degrees. The cold spot up north, Uranium City, at 19. On the roundup, Estevan is 26. Saskatoon, 24. Swift Current, 25. Weyburn, 26. Yorkton is 23. Regina, partly cloudy, and 25. That's 77 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-northeast at 7. Humidity is 64%. The barometric pressure is rising, 101.5. Sunny and Moose Jaw, 25. Winds are from the east at 15. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 25. That's 77 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Apply pre-emergent Edge Microactive Group 3 herbicide from Gowan Canada before seeding your canola. Maximize yield today and manage resistance tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. You're listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with 620 CKRM Agri-News Director Jim Smalley. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by McDougal Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougal Auctioneers, mcdougalauctions.com. And brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems, expect the best. The new general manager of the Canadian Cattle Association is from Saskatchewan. Ryder Lee, the chief executive officer of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, is the new GM of the National Group. Lee says he hopes to see improvements in the federal-provincial farm support programs when agriculture ministers from across Canada meet later this month. Well, it starts with, with growing the envelope. Like They've had the same size envelope in, the, in those policy frameworks for a few of them. So as we've seen with inflation, it's everywhere. So you do less with less. And that, that whole policy framework funds research. It funds business risk management programs. It funds water programs. So if the envelope doesn't grow, you're going to do less of all of that, just given what's at hand. So that's the start. You know, we'd like to see price insurance be a permanent program. We'd like to see those premiums shared with government the same way crop insurance is, is shared. So, you know, those are a few of the things, but all of our wish list kind of pales if, if they come back to the table and say, no, it's, it's the same envelope as the last time. Well, that just means the whole thing's shrinking. You've been with the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association since 2015. Reflect on some of the key issues you've had to deal with. <laughs> you know, it could rain more often and, and at better times. And, you know, I think it, it was fiery and smoky the first day I came back to this job, and it was blazing hot. And if it hadn't have been for that smoke, I think we would have had a wreck that year too. But there's been that whole dry spell that we've been through in the last four or five years for a lot of people and, and dealing with 
COVID in there as well. And we've been really lucky to have, you know, ministers and a relationship with this government that has seen them be responsive. And, you know, whether it was, you know, a set-aside program, even the drought response initiative last year, and you look at the labeling issue this year and being able to make sure that that doesn't unfold the way it was being proposed. You know, there's some good things done there. And then a lot of the things with the University of Saskatchewan, you know, building the Livestock and Forage Center of Excellence. We've got Bree Kelm starting there at the Integrated Forage Management and Utilization Specialist here this fall. Lots of great things happening, and, and I know they'll continue on when I've moved on because, you know, it, it's about a lot of people doing the work to get those things to happen. The Canadian Cattlemen's Association recently rebranded, became more gender-inclusive, and changed it to Canadian Cattle Association. Your thoughts on the rebranding? Well, anytime there's a rebranding, it gives you a chance to shove your name out there and, and have more conversations about who you are and what you do. And that's the important side that, that a lot of people are looking for is, okay, yeah, and then pretty soon you're CCA, but what are we going to work on today? And I'm glad if it makes more people feel included than that's 100% worth it because we are such a diverse industry. And then we've got things to do to help those people and their operations. Ryder Lee, CEO of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, has been named the new GM of the Canadian Cattle Association. The chair of the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association is a little disappointed with the loss of his CEO, but Arnold Balicki is also pleased that Ryder Lee will now be working for all Canadian cattle producers as general manager of the Canadian Cattle Association. We all knew in our heart of hearts that Ryder wasn't going to be with us forever. And, you know, a person, an individual with his caliber, you know, there's organizations out there that are constantly looking for someone like that. And, and uh, so he had an opportunity to go back to CCA, and that's what he's going to do. I mean, it's our loss and CCA's gain, but I think not only that, but it's it's a gain for the entire Canadian beef industry. You know, Ryder's well-versed in in uh, politics when it comes to the cattle industry. So I think we're going to be all right there. But, you know, uh, over the years during his tenure, we've come a long ways as a board. I mean, we, we have strong policy and strong governance and, you know, really a, a great strategic plan. And to that, you can add that we have a great relationship with government and our external organizations. And you can thank Ryder for that. So we're, we're grateful for the years that we had him. But, I mean, it's not over. We're still going to be working with them through CCA. So we'll just have to be uh, putting out a job requisition for a new CEO. Yeah, the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association, he says, will now begin the search for a new CEO. Someone as strong an individual as he was for us, for sure. You know, someone that hopefully knows the beef industry and and uh, knows how to manage staff, has had management positions before, and can work well with our existing staff in, in Regina. We have a great team in Regina right now, and the employees that are there that Ryder hired are terrific people to work with. So uh, our, the new CEO should just step in, and, and uh, you know the, the staff that's there will certainly help that individual uh, move forward as well. Balicki says the new hire will have a strong foundation to build on. You're tuned to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today on The Source, 620 CKRM.
This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies. Small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com. The president of the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan is concerned about the railway's ability to boost service levels this fall. CNNCP Rail moved much less grain than usual in the past crop year due to the severe drought that affected Western Canada last year. With more rain in most areas this year, grain and oilseed production will be higher. However, APAS president Ian Boxall isn't sure if the railways will be ready to move the bigger crop. I worry that they won't be able to ramp up. Yeah, I think we've seen with they're having some labor issues. You know, logistically, they can't get any rail to do any maintenance. There's some issues around that. And there's so many factors right now facing them that we're a captive market. We don't have another option. So we need to ensure that the rail system is ready for this crop because it looks like it's going to be a good one in, the, in Western Canada and parts of it. And we need to ensure that they're ready and organized to get this to where it needs to be in a timely manner, especially as we see the issues we're facing around the world and food security being top of mind. Ian Boxall is president of APAS. The International Bison Convention continues today in Saskatoon with Ottawa providing over $133,000 over two years for bison industry economic growth. Agriculture Minister Marie-Claude Bebeau says the funding will be used for expanding market access in Europe and increase exports of Canadian bison to the United States. Live bison and bison meat exports reached nearly $90 million last year. The Market Updates with Jim Smalley on The Source, 620 CKRM. Market Update is brought to you by Freeze Tom and Lumber and Sask Pork, working on behalf of Saskatchewan hog producers and our community. Grain prices were showing upward movement in trading this morning. Viterra prices for canola gained 6.10 at 809.42. Number one red spring wheat went up $7.78 at 406.71. The rest were unchanged. Durham 436.42. Feed barley 292.87. Chickpeas 10.14.13, flax 8.62.67, lentils 7.49.45, oats 3.56.53, yellow peas 4.76.25, and feed wheat 3.38.30. At Minneapolis, September spring wheat gained three cents at 9.16 and three quarter cents a bushel. It's the livestock reports on the source 620 CKRM. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. Good afternoon. This is the Yorkton Heartland Livestock Mark Report for the week of July the 13th. A very good run here for this time of the year. 500 cows and bulls, 300 feeders, 15 cow-calf pairs, a total of 825 head here for the week. What a set, what a set of cow, cows and bulls we had. They just keep coming to town. Listen up. These cows were five higher here yesterday. D1, D2 cows, 109 to 116, sales to 117, 119, D3, D3 cows, 95 to 105. Cows are averaging 109.25. From the Mazland Farms at Archwell, 1,850-pound cows at 117.75. And from the Rook Ranch at Saltcoats, 1,600-pound cows at 119.50. A job well done. Good bulls. There were 70 of them. They were selling 129 to 139, sales to 145, 147, bulls are averaging 135.75. From the Mayor Ranch at Foam Lake, 2,350 pound bull at 149.50.
from the Nielsen Cattle Company of Willowbrook, 2,250-pound bull at 152. Onto the feeder market, selling strong and active, 5 to 600-pound steers, 245 to 265. 6 to 7s, 240 to 260. 7 to 800-pound steers, 215 to 229. 8 to 9s, 205 to 213. And 9 to 1,000-pound steers, 160 to 194. On the heifer side, 5 to 600-pound heifers, $2 to 218. 6 to 7s, 195 to 213. 7 to 800-pound heifers, 190 to 206. And 8 to 9s, 170 to 190. 14 pairs for sale. This sale was strong also. Good pairs, 2200 to 2750. They were averaging 2290. There is no sale next week. Next sale for all classes of cattle, Wednesday, July the 27th. We have some good yearlings coming in for that sale. More details next week. That's it for this week at Heartland Yorkton. I'm Harvey Exner. Have a good day. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, 251.72 per CKG. Coming up, the Resource Report. This is the Saskatchewan Resource Report on 620 CKRM. Here's Jim Smalley. Now the Resource Report, brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. And brought to you by Mandaco. Talk to your Mandaco dealer or visit mandaco.com to learn more about Mandaco land rollers and tillage equipment. The latest census data from Stats Canada shows Saskatchewan had a 2.8% increase in after-tax household income between 2015 and 2020. Jennifer Ewan, a statistics analyst with StatsCan, says it was the smallest increase among the provinces that saw incomes rise. She says Saskatchewan remains one of the highest earning provinces, ranking number four in after-tax income for 2020. Ewan says this is a slight decline from 2015 when Saskatchewan was second highest. Manufacturing sales fell 2% to $71.6 billion in May in Canada on a steep decline in sales in the motor vehicle industry. Stats Canada says this is the first drop in manufacturing sales after seven straight months of gains. Sales in the motor vehicle industry fell 31.9% to $3.3 billion due to retooling at auto assembly plants and semiconductor part shortages. Higher prices helped sales in the petroleum and coal industry rise 5.4% to a record $10.9 billion. On the markets, the TSX is down 364 points to 18,250. The Dow has fallen 435 points to 30,337. Oil has fallen $1.91 at 94.39 per barrel. The Canadian dollar is down at 76.10 cents U.S. That's the Resource Report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. You've been listening to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today with Jim Smalley on 620 CKRM. If you missed any of today's broadcast, download the podcast now online at 620CKRM.com. Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, following the 12 o'clock news on your voice for everything ag. 620 CKRM. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.